It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two here on Friday morning. And uh, Lamone's already on hold. Lamone, I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to hold you to those three minutes again. So start planning what you're going to say now. But I've got to set the table before we can go to your call. Because we're talking this morning about the announcement from MassDOT. And the Standard Times has it. SouthCoastToday.com has it. The type of bridge that will replace the aging 120-year-old New Bedford-Fairhaven Bridge. That swing bridge that has been the bane of our existence for so long will be replaced with a vertical lift bridge similar to the Bourne train bridge. So you're going to have a tower on either side. The tower will be 190 feet. And it will have the bridge portion going across that will be able to raise up to either 80 feet or 138 feet, depending on the needs of whatever is coming through. It's going to start construction in 2027 with an expected completion time of 12 to 18 months. They're still working on the, the, you know, the design phase is coming up. I'm just going to throw this out there. Find a way to make that. And they have one of these two in, um, in Quincy. The Quincy one is, is, is really cool, and it's, it's, it's way more modern than the train bridge. But find a way to make maybe the bridge portion resemble a whale. And then we can call it the Herman Melville Bridge. They want to build a statue to Herman Melville. Let's call it the Melville Bridge or the Moby Dick Bridge and see if we can make that bridge portion look like a whale. And then paint paint the bridge white. Have it be the Great White Whale Bridge. The Moby Dick Bridge. No? You don't think so? I don't know. Put some, put some lights on it that make it look like a whale then. Either way, it's going to be a lot faster. It's going to be a lot easier to be stuck at knowing that you've only got to wait a few minutes for it to go up and down. Also, I think too... People complain, well, it takes so long because the, the, the boats take so long to go through. I think the boats take so long to go through, and I don't know this. Anybody that sails or, or you know, fishes or does anything going through that bridge can tell me better. But I think the, the vessels have to go slow because they're waiting for the bridge, not the other way around. So if you ever have seen ships go through the canal, they go through much faster. But we'll, we'll see. We're, we're getting it. It's happening. No ma- Even though some of you don't believe it, I was just telling Fun 107 about it. Uh, Michael Rock said, when I told him the amount of time that it would take, he said, I'll believe that when I see it. So I think people are just going to be naturally skeptical. But you're getting a new bridge. And you're getting a vertical lift bridge that will be 
190 feet with the two towers, and that will have the ability. I'm sure most of the time it'll go 80 feet high when it has to raise up, most of the time. But if need be, it can go 138 feet. And how high is 138 feet in comparison? That is higher than the Bourne train bridge and higher than the Bourne and Sagamore bridges are over the canal. That's what we're talking about here. But most of the time, it, it won't be that high. It'll be 80 feet, I would guess. Most, most of the vessels coming through 80 feet is probably enough. So what do you think about that? 508-996-0500. You can call in and chime in. Let me, uh, let me get my timer ready here. And let's go to the phones. All right. Good morning, Lamone. You're on WBSM, and I am starting the timer now. So uh, I think the bridge could be called, call me the Ishmael Bridge. I like it. You know, because that's the first the first line in, in Moby Dick. But I think that your hater that, that hates you in the morning, that dude called yesterday, baldly, baldly called yesterday, I think he'll be mad. He'll have to move. Those trolls live under the bridge. So I don't know who's going to lose Okay. So yesterday, you were talking about, like, um, you were talking about the, uh, about the about Linda Ronstadt. Okay, mm-hmm. I remember. You remember what I told you about Linda Ronstadt, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I should remind you. Okay, what happened when I when we first came back to the states from Japan? I was living out uh, in a out, out in Indian Springs before we came to Las Vegas, and I was at the base base swimming pool. That's a big Olympic sized pool. And so I was like four years old. I was up there. Try, I saw a big kids swimming in the big pool. So I decided I wanted to go out there. So I was holding it to the side of the rim the pool and I fell, I slipped in the water. And I was like, I can see it was like slow motion. It seems like it just happened again. I can see the sun look like it was so close, I could reach up for it. And I was, as I was reaching, trying to get back up, I couldn't get back up. So somebody pulled me out of the water. And this girl pulled me out of the water with dark hair. And she said, and I said, I, I, she said, I said, I, she said, you're too, you're too young to be up in that pool like that. Shouldn't be like that. And I, and I said, I, I said, my name is Lamone. She said, my name is Elizabeth. And so, ever since then, that started my my third predilection for the dark haired woman. And so, but she she really looked a lot like a, like Linda Ronstadt. And and so I I've always had I've always had things for her. So when I was I want to say I was, I was not even ten years old out here at the uh, the Latin uh, they she was in town going doing a concert. So somebody brought up there and was able to, so I was able to live and say, oh, this is my little boyfriend. She walked me, mommy introduced me to band members. I had lipstick all over my face and stuff. She kept kissing me. She smelled so good. But, they all, but I smelled a lot of reefer floating around too. But at that time, I decided it was potpourri. And so I was it out there. But like, uh, like I said, ever since then, it's like she said, when you get older, I'll be your girlfriend when you get older. But... It never happened. You know, I'm not saying I, I'm, I'm not saying I did, did but I would, I would like, love, like that, but I don't know. Anyway, maybe, so, maybe you and her and, just march to the beat of a different drum. Oh, oh you go, feller, and this, and oh, you're gonna make me cry over here. And so that's like, oh, so that's maybe that's maybe that might be the case. And so I'm thinking maybe if I, uh, I don't know, but you know, she's she's not doing much anything. I think she's supposed to be. When the Eagles come here to Las Vegas, we show she was in Arizona. And when the Eagles come here to Las Vegas, uh, I think she was going to be one of the special guests. She was going to be there uh, performing for her last time. Did you know she's... Well, yeah, she, she can't She can't perform anymore. Yeah, but I'm hoping she could. Just, uh, 
maybe just that one last last little you know, like Prince like Samson when uh, after he he told uh, Delilah his 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 secret about how he had the strength. It's oh, it's my hair. I got my beautiful hair. Such as he, she, they cut his her his hair off. She lost all his power, all the strength, and they blinded him and gouged out his eyes. And he asked God, "Jova, give me." Ask, all right, we, we, we've we've gone off give the rails and we've we've gone past our three minutes, Lamona. No, I got to no, hold no, you there. Uh, oh, oh, how rude! I'm going to wonder how your friend is going to feel when after I, after my my prediction comes through, and I'll have that weekly through the break. Break uh, every once a week. That's gonna be fun. So I'm gonna pick it okay. up. He's, every week. He's, he's just he's gonna keep going. But Lamone, you have a great weekend. I've I've got to move on to the next caller. Uh, you you have a great weekend. We we went we went 40 seconds over, but that's because I I was kind of interested in seeing where that might go. Uh, let's go to our next call here. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hey, good morning. Hey, just reading the article on the bridge. I find interesting. Uh, it's going to be uh, over 200 feet wide uh, for marine traffic. And I, I guess if you look at it, that's probably because if you just removed all the infrastructure that's there now, mm-hmm. that's how much water would be there between the uh, the, the, um, the barriers, you know, the, the, um, the fending, fendering barriers that are there now on each side. Um, the, the hurricane entrance is only 190, so it's 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 wider than it needs to be. But I think that's just kind of the natural setup of the old bridge. So that's good. the The height, I'm not sure why they need to get up to 138 feet. Um, there's not a lot of real estate north of that. Um, that's a pretty big ship to come in. But that, so I'm just wondering why they they did that. I, well, it's I know they're trying to they're trying to expand things in the northern end. Um, so maybe they're just planning for the future of, of the type of vessels that might come through down the line when when they have all of that, you know, uh, yeah. more expanded. Well, yeah, because this is it. Whatever the whatever restriction you put on now is the restriction you're going to live with for the next eighty years. The higher restriction. So um, I just you know it seems like a it seems like a very generous the vertical clearance. And if, if anybody's um, ever been down at the the Gulf Coast, uh, the, the intercoastal waterway along there, that's that's a very typical type of bridge. Uh, there are many crossings, and but mostly it's barge traffic. And they generally have a clearance of about 55 feet. That's kind of the the, the uh, controlling. As a matter of fact, the whole intercoastal is about 50 to 55 feet is the, the vertical limit. On, uh, on on ship traffic, and and that's pretty big. But so that's anyway. It's interesting. We'll see when it gets done. I'm sure it'll be uh, on time and on budget. But, well, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> it's not. It's it, that's that's massive. The last thing, and that that's massive. Um, that's going to be a, a a landscape changer. Absolutely, like a yeah. 190 foot towers is going to be completely different than what we're used to. So. That's that's why they're going to have to make sure it's a design that you know is as visual appealing as it can be. Uh, in in, yeah, in that type of a setting, what what those bridges look like are kind of uh, big. Uh, t- they're like two piers on each side of uh, of one end with a crossbar, that, and the, you know, so you have two uh, like inverted U's. And um, I'm not sure there's too much you can do with the design. It's going to be a functional bridge. Have you seen the so, Four River Bridge in in Weymouth? Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming it's going to be probably similar to that, but you can do a lot with, you know, you're kind of stuck with that tower design, but you could do a lot with that with some LED lighting. Uh, you could do a lot with, you know, some sort of, um, you know, decorative well, that'd be sides. Good, that'd, be good for, that'd be good for night, yeah. 
the the um, uh, so a lot of times they what they do down in the in the intercoastal is for smaller traffic they actually build up some vertical clearance before the bridge starts so that would have to be up ramps which would add a lot of expense so it's basically it's, it looks like it's going to be where we're at now and then you just stop and the bridge is going to go straight up it, you know it's functional more than it is pretty it's uh, as a waterway they have to by law keep it open and I, and I, I think we could uh, we could certainly maybe put the radio station at the top of it. <laughs> hey, maybe you could maybe maybe you could put a trans. Well, you know, we could get the the uh, TV transponders at the top of those towers, and maybe we could get free TV. Yeah, get a little bit. Yeah. Well, hey, we we've got to move. We've got to move our transmitter. The WBSM transmitter has to move. So you know, maybe maybe that, we could right? just tack it onto there. Yeah, if you know anybody with some land, uh, you know, reach out to us. Does it have to move? Not because of this. It's just moving it for. Uh, for other reasons. Well, we, we it's currently on land that is um, owned by the Buzz's Bay Coalition that they're rehabbing. So we have, you know, we still got many, many years to be able to move it, but we do have to move it because they're they're rehabbing that land. So that's, this is, a, there was a newspaper article about it recently, so I'm not giving out uh, any inside info. So, you, so it's not just, it's not just by septic that those people are causing to be expensive. It's also your transmitter. <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's, it gives us a chance to move it and, and put it somewhere where we can improve the signal even more. All right. Well, I, I hope it has a much smaller nitrogen footprint in its new location. I'm, I'm going to say it definitely does. Yes. Excellent. All, All right. right. Hey, yeah. Good luck. Good luck with your uh, procedures, Ed. Tim. We uh, all Thank the you. best. Thank you very much. You have a good weekend. You too. Bye bye. And uh, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. And that is true. Uh, we are looking to move the transmitter. If anybody has any uh, any space, if you have some land, you know, the Dartmouth, northern New Bedford, Freetown, uh, you know, out that way. If you've got, it doesn't take much space at all. And, uh, and yes, they do pay you for it. So and if you know anybody that has that, you know, feel free to reach out to me, Tim at WBSM.com. And I'll put you in charge. I'll put you in touch with the right people who are in charge of overseeing all that. And, um, but that's, you know, something that is still, we still have a few years to, to complete that process, but just uh it's gonna be gonna be different maybe get it a little bit further out north and increase that coverage area a little bit more because when when these things were erected you know you were talking about a much smaller footprint of what you were trying to cover we call ourselves new bedford's news talk station but we're really the south coast's news talk station we're really trying to cover things across the south coast for all of you and it's beneficial to be able to reach more of you. That's why it's so great that we have 99.5 FM. So that you can get us in crystal clear FM quality sound. That's why having the app is so important too. Because that way there you can hear us even when you're out of our coverage area. Some of you are listening like Lamone in Las Vegas. Some of you are listening in Florida this time of year. And then you'll come back when the weather gets warmer. Or you've relocated permanently but still want to stay in touch with what goes on back home. Some of you travel for work and, you know, your commute brings you out of our range. That's the important part of having all of this functionality. But that's why also we're going to continue to fight on the side of uh, Senator Markey and his fight against the electric vehicle manufacturers who don't want to include AM radios in their cars. 
No, it doesn't matter that we have the app. It doesn't matter that we have the stream. It doesn't matter that we have the FM signal. AM radio is vital and important and necessary. And if that means you have to put a few different components into your vehicle to keep there from being an AM signal interference, which, by the way, Senator Markey has called into question if that's even true because so many EV manufacturers have been able to do it without any issue. But some of these manufacturers are claiming that that's the problem. And if that's the case, figure out a way around it. If somebody said, oh, you know, uh, the power windows mess with everything, they wouldn't say, well, we're just going to go back to hand crank. There was a time when if you didn't have resistor spark plugs in your car, the act of just driving would screw up your radio signal. Remember that whine you would get if you didn't use resistor plugs? You'd be listening to the radio and hear that coming over the radio. Not that loud, but it would be there. I remember I bought plugs that weren't resistor and put them in and said, Dad, there's something wrong with my radio. He goes, yeah, it's your spark plugs. I said, well, I don't, how does that work? And he explained it to me. And I was like, oh, all right. guess I got to go get new ones and replace them. But that's, which, by the way, was, you know, 20 bucks back then. So not a big deal. But that's progress. You can't say, well, we're going to get rid of this thing that is important because it's an inconvenience. But that's a tangent. Let's get back to the bridge. The bridge is coming. The bridge is coming. And it's going to go up and down instead of side to side. It'll be a vertical lift bridge. You're going to have 290-foot towers, one on either side. And and that and I keep saying, you know, it's going to be similar to the, to the Bourne train bridge. I'm talking in function, the way that it works. I think in visual... Appearance, it will look similar to the Four River Bridge in Weymouth. So check that out. Four River, F O R E, Four River Bridge. And that'll give you kind of a, a better idea of what they can, can construct. There's, a, there's one in, in Boston, too, I've gone over coming home from, oh, I don't know where I was coming home from. Saugus, maybe, where I've, you know, tried to go off the highway to avoid traffic and I've gone over one of these vertical lift bridges. But like I said, there's a lot that you can do with it to try to make it a little bit more visual appealing. The LED lighting is a big part of bridges these days. As the caller pointed out, that's great at night. But even during the day, there are some design things you can do to make it a little bit more visually appealing. And I think that that will be something that Mayor Mitchell will insist upon. As you remember, they, they rolled out a very utilitarian version of the pedestrian bridge for, for South Coast Rail that would go across Route 18. And, and he argued to have something that would be a more appealing design and, and more of an iconic structure in the city. And he got what he wanted. So I'm sure there'll be a similar discussion with this as well. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Sam.
welcome back in. We're going to be going into the newsroom in just a moment. Before that, though, I want to remind you about a very exciting event that is coming up on Monday. This Monday, January 15th, Martin Luther King Day, the Zaitarian and local organizations are inviting students to a free HBCU college fair. Now, HBCU, for those unfamiliar, are historically black colleges and universities. You can connect with HBCU graduates. You can learn about scholarships and experience HBCU culture with the cast of Drumline Live. It's all happening on Monday, January 15th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Andrea McCoy Rec Center in New Bedford. You can register to learn more and learn more at Zyterian.org. So head on over to the Zyterian website, Zyterian.org, and you can register for this free HBCU college fair happening Monday from 11 to 2 at the McCoy Rec Center in New Bedford. All right, now it is time to go into the newsroom and get all of the headlines of the day with Ariel Dorsey. Hold on, why didn't that go? There we go. Israel is telling an international court that the war in Gaza is not intended to destroy the Palestinian people. An Israeli lawyer made the argument today in the International Court of Justice where Israel is defending itself against accusations of genocide and its war against Hamas. On Thursday, lawyers from South Africa are argued that the Israeli war was violating the 1948 Genocide Convention. Passengers who were on the Alaska Airlines jet that lost a door mid-flight are now suing Boeing. The plane's left side door flew off last Friday shortly after takeoff, causing the cabin to depressurize and forcing an emergency landing. A class action lawsuit says the incident caused economic, physical and emotional pain for those on the flight. Donald Trump is not happy about the civil fraud case that was brought against him in New York. The former president spoke to reporters after his defense team made its closing arguments Thursday and claimed that prosecutors didn't have any evidence against him and that the case was politically motivated. People living in the central U.S. are being told to get ready for extremely cold weather. Forecasters are warning that an Arctic blast of sub-freezing air will be plunging into the lower 48 states next week and could set records for daily low temperatures. The northern plains could see temperatures 60 degrees below normal as soon as Saturday. And the investigation of former Michigan State football coach Mel Tucker has come to an end. Tucker was fired in September after he was disciplined for sexually harassing a woman. Tucker appealed the school's ruling and claimed he was falsely accused. On Thursday, an outside attorney hired by the school to review Tucker's claims denied his appeal and upheld the decision. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Patriots head coach Bill Belichick said in a Thursday press conference that he is moving on from the franchise he spent 24 seasons with. Belichick, who had one year remaining on his contract, will be allowed to leave the team without the Patriots seeking compensation. The 71-year-old leaves New England with 333 career victories. His six Super Bowl wins are the most for a head coach in league history. The Bucks took the win over the Celtics 135-102. Peyton Pritchard led the seas in scoring with 21 
21 points off the bench. Jalen Brown was the lone member of the starting lineup to score in double digits after pouring in 10 points. And tomorrow night, the Celtics will host the Houston Rockets. And the Bruins dropped their third straight game after falling to the Golden Knights 2-1 in overtime. Matt Grizzlick scored the lone goal of the game with his second of the season. Trent Frederick was credited with his 10th assist of the year. And Jeremy Swayman managed to stop 23 of the 25 shots he faced. The Bruins will visit the St. Louis Blues tomorrow night. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Chilly temperatures out there with mostly sunny skies in the low 30s. Plenty of sunshine for this afternoon, mid-40s. Slightly above average temperatures. Area rivers remain swollen across the region. And then as we head into this Saturday, we could see Buzzards Bay at New Bedford reaching moderate levels once again. Stay tuned for that next storm system to impact overnight tonight into Saturday. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. And 508-996-0500. You can also send app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. But let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello. What are you doing? Uh, so you hung up and you, when I said about talk about God. You, you, so you get one call Jimmy per P. show, Lamone. I, I didn't use I'm calling for somebody else's phone. That's, that, that, it's yeah, not, no, no, no. It's not one call per phone. It's one call per person. Don't try and pull that stuff. You know better than that. Come on, respect the rules. Respect. You've, we've we've gotten requests from people to 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 keep you under wraps. Don't pull that stuff. Come on, man. You know better than that. Would you have ever done that to Art Bell? What would Art Bell have said to you if you tried to call a second time? Art Bell would have lambasted you. He would have chastised you. He would have banned you from calling his program. Don't do that. Okay, so going back to this bridge idea. We have a bridge now that's been there for 120 years. And as far as I know, the bridge before that too, neither one of them had a a name. I don't think there was a formal name of that bridge. Which strikes me as odd because they name everything. How do they never name that bridge? I think maybe the problem was nobody wanted their name on it. After a certain point in time, they're like, nope, nope. I don't want to be associated with something that gets stuck. But would you want to see a new bridge carrying a name? It's going to have one. I don't think that that's a question. And who, who should it be named for? This is going to be a state project. 
So I don't know how much say you're going to have in it. But who should it be named for? I think because of the significance to New Bedford, it has to be a New Bedford iconic name. Because you don't want to say the New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge. And I, I really, people say that. It's, it's technically New Bedford, New Bedford Bridge. It does get you into Fairhaven eventually, but, and some people do call it just the New Bedford Bridge. But there are multiple bridges in New Bedford now, different types of bridges. So it needs, it needs a name. It need, stylistically, at the very least, it needs a name. So what should it be? Who should get that honor? Or should it be a, like the Four River Bridge, where it's, that's the waterway it goes over? What would that make this then? The Pope's Island Bridge? Well, part of it is Pope's Island. Should it be, that's why I think calling it something like, the Melville Bridge, the Moby Dick Bridge, the Frederick Douglass Bridge would be a better idea. And think think of the symbolism of that. Think of the symbolism of, say, a Frederick Douglass Bridge, a bridge from the north to the slaves escaping the south, a bridge from the abolitionist movement of the north to freedom, a bridge from Frederick Douglass's own enslavement to freedom, a bridge from one type of thinking to another. How about the Melville Bridge, a bridge from New Bedford to the rest of the world, a bridge into a bridge from the from the real world to the fictional, a bridge from the time of Melville, the whaling industry, to the modern era of today. A bridge from New Bedford's commercial fishing industry to the rest of the South Coast. There's a lot of symbology there, and I may be, I may be stretching a lot of it. I may be trying to knit a sweater here with one piece of yarn, but there could be a great opportunity here to give it something with oomph to give it something with meaning beyond just honoring somebody who let's face it you know it's a lot of times when the state names these things it's it's kind of a we owe this person something we're going to do this favor for them we're going to do this or and it's it doesn't have the same meaning behind it. But this is a chance to have that. And I think something brand new that's not going to break down, that's going to be a standout piece of architecture in the city, something you will see from various points in the city. It's going to be something that will have a lot of meaning.
and should have a lot of meaning. By the way, Fun 107 was asking you on their Facebook page what some of the biggest eyesores are around the South Coast. What some of the, the, the things are that, that should come down, that need to come down. That we need to have raised because it's just so hideous to look at. And you can still go over to their Facebook page and, and add in some of your thoughts on that because they are collecting all those and, and putting together a, a little gallery on it. I'm just trying to get over to it on the Fun 107 page. There's uh, a lot of great content over there, too. Uh, you know, of course, we run stories on both WBSM and Fun 107, but not every story makes it over there. So it's always worth giving them a follow on Facebook and seeing some of their work as well. All right. What is the biggest eyesore in your town and how long has it stood there? And some of these votes I think you will agree with. The whole Kings Highway area, that's a little rough. The old Building 19. I know some people, when they look at Kings Highway, they'll say, you know, the former Newport Creamery. I, listen, the Newport Creamery is an eyesore. Something needs to go there. You could have a, a, a nice restaurant there. You could have anything there. Then, of course, there's the person who has to come in with the... Uh, with the whole positive vibes only comment, but then also turn it into a plug for their business. Somebody doesn't really understand the concept of social media discussion. New York China buffet. I think a lot of people would say that that's an eyesore. That's been sitting there vacant for how long now? It's really just something for Spider-Man to climb on. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe there's something uh, in the works over there. I'm just trying to see what else people are named. Oh, the old Citizens Bank over here in Fairhaven. That's just sitting there. Now, somebody voted for the flea market building in Wareham. Listen, I know it's not, it's, it's, it's not the most visually appealing building, but when you go inside, it's really beautiful. No, it's actually pretty bad inside too but i love it i love it it has character it has charm if you have never been to that indoor flea market on the cranberry highway in wareham you're missing out it's wild in there you never know what you're going to find and as i said i'm i'm i'm, I'm going to be doing a story where i'm going to kind of go around and look at flea markets and antique stores and see like what some of the most unique items are that they have i hope that when i go over there and take photos for that. I hope they still have that Mr. Donut sign in the back. Every time I have a little extra money in my pocket, I say I should I should put this in my Mr. Donut sign fund and start saving up for that thing. I think they wanted like 300 bucks for it. No idea where I would put it. Way too big. But man, do I want it. For no other reason, except I'm the only person in the world that would want a Mr. Donut sign. 
Mr. Donut infinitely better than Duncan. I'm just taking a look at uh, some of these other options. But anyway, we don't want we don't want a bridge, brand new bridge that is being built to end up on the eyesore list. We want to make sure that it is something that is visually appealing. Visually appealing, symbolic for the city. Those are important factors. I think all anybody really cares about is that it'll go up and down quickly. But these other things are important factors to keep in mind as well. 508-996-0500. Uh, we got to take a break and be back in a few moments. And one of the most underappreciated Huey Lewis songs, but one of my favorites. Uh, so 508-996-0500, that is a number to chime in. DSY in New Bedford sent in an app chat message via the WBSM app, which you can do as well if you download it. You can get it free from your app store or at WBSM.com. It's brought to you by South Coast Towing. But if you uh, want to send in those app chat messages like he did, we can read them here in the studio. And DSY says, we always call it the Fairhaven Bridge. And don't let, first of all, don't let Mayor Mitchell hear you say that. He will he will remind you that it is in New Bedford. But uh, I get it. Everybody has, you know, whatever they call it. I know somebody who calls it the PETA Bridge. And they kept referring to it as that. And they're like, oh, you know, the PETA Bridge. And I was like, what? What are you talking about, the PETA Bridge? You know, PETA, P-I-T-A. Pain in the ass bridge. Oh, okay. I get it now. So, um, but yeah, the Peter Bridge. But people have their own ways to define it. Uh, but uh, what about when they build the new one? What do you want to see it get named, if if anything? 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Me? I, I believe it's you. Hey, how are you, David? Hi, David. Hello. How you doing? Good. I have one question. Sure. Is Noah's Place Playground getting affected by a bridge? I think that it probably would, you know, be a little bit affected during the time that they're building this new bridge. Uh, in terms of you'll only be able to get to it from one side. You you know, you'll have to go down 195 or go down um, the side roads to get around it. But I think when whenever the bridge comes in that's built, I don't think it's going to have any effect on what's there. Because I, I would guess that it's it's going to be a bridge where, you know, the it, it's not going to have a really big high approach. So you're going to have the two towers there and then the bridge and then the bridge will just move up and down. So it, it won't, I don't think it's going to take up any more of the land than what's already there. Okay. Great question though. 
Thanks. You have a great weekend. You too. Take care. Bye. And uh, let's uh, squeeze in one more call here before we have to take our final break of the hour. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Um, I'm a little tired. My friend needed help last night, so I had to get up and get dressed. I didn't get back home till 3. Um, so I don't know the bridge. Is that going to affect the uh, ships going in and out, the fishing? Well, It'll, it'll make it better for them. I, I don't know how much it'll okay. um, affect them during the construction phase. Because uh, right. I, don't, I, I don't know how much of it is built off-site and then put together on-site. You know, are they going to bring right. in this bridge? Are they going to build it piece by piece? But um, once it's yeah, the, once the, it's up and ready, they're going to be able to bring in more significant, uh, more significant marine traffic because they won't have a bridge in the middle of the waterway that's going to... So they'll have the full width of the waterway. I think it should be named after um, something about the fishing, you know, being that that's the big, we have the biggest fishing. Um, and other thing I just wanted to say, two eyesores real quick. The one next to Comcast is an old farm stand building there. They sold plants, I think, and had, you know, farm vegetables. That's been sitting there. And for 20 years, since right down the street further next to AutoZone, that's, 20 years that thing's been sitting there. It's vacant building. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, 20 years. Nothing has been done with that. That's prime, prime real estate right there. I, somebody's not giving it up, I guess, for some reason. But those two things are the biggest, biggest eyesores for me, from my little area. But I think they should raise that, get rid of it, and bring back Phillips Farm. We'll get Jim to work there again. No, I don't. he probably wouldn't go for that. Oh, is that what that name was? A Phillips Farm? Because that pretty no, much that wasn't, the that, of- yeah, that wasn't that wasn't where it was. It was kind of at the top of the. It was like where the where the gas station is, like where the um, where that road is. Um, but I yeah. think I think you know that's another piece of property that you would think somebody would have done something with by now. Yeah. Same thing absolutely. with uh, with uh, New York China Buffet. You know, you would have thought something would have come in and moved into that spot by now. I know, right? Okay, yeah, okay, I. See, I forgot about that place, but it does irritate me every time I go by it. There's certain places, I mean, especially the one next to AutoZone, I mean, 20 years. And like you said, all that land, um, I know Ford was putting a lot of their trucks over there where the Building 19 used to be. But I don't see them putting their trucks there anymore. And, um, yeah, so who knows, right? So we got to develop it all. So Yeah. Okay. That's all, babe. You have a good weekend. I can't believe I said that. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I've been called much worse and not much better. So 508-996-0500. Got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Letters to Cleo. 
great song. And now she does all kinds of stuff. I, I like her website. She's like, hi, I'm Kay. If your kids watch Doc McStuffins, they know my music. Or Joe.